The Legendarium Podcast is brought to you by, by you. So please visit patreon.com slash legendarium to, to support the show. But for now, welcome to The Legendarium. I can guarantee you that this is how the pitch meeting at Games won. This is how he got this movie greenlit. It was a musical number, and he started with, look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? <laughs> Wouldn't it make DC's collection complete? Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Legendarium Podcast. This is episode number 207, and I cannot tell you how excited I am for this one. I am Craig Hanks, your host, and over there, uh, he smells like three-year-old dead sea life it's kyle lemon okay. i literally did not write down insults uh because we just came out of that's okay aquaman it was insulting enough that's fine that's fine and over there if she were a fish she'd be pickled herring it's honorary finn vilia johnson i don't even know what to say to that <laughs> you don't say anything except oh, thank Hi. you yes Hi. thank you also that uh, so vilia you may remember was with us for our which episode bbs was uh, it no it was justice league justice league that's right uh for our justice league episode 50 episodes ago or so uh and she is back because this is a d c e u episode um and you're now contractually obligated for all these i was not aware of that yeah well it's uh it, fine print Vilia. fine print uh okay so today we <laughs> saw aquaman last night I saw Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Okay. One of these movies deserves Oscars. And we will discuss which one it is in just a moment. <laughs> Jason Momoa's hair. <laughs> That's right. But first, uh, before we get into Aquaman, because uh, I want to give these two just a few more moments to compose the scattered thoughts that this movie uh, <laughs> produced, I will just remind everybody to go to thelegendarium.reddit.com after you hear this episode you can join in the conversation and uh, let's see the, the uh, patreon.com slash legendarium is where you can go support the show find us on facebook twitter instagram twitch youtube and we just started our discord thanks to one of our uh, listeners who helped us out with that so we have a discord channel or server i think they're called servers we have a discord server uh, where all the young people hang uh, and so we're going to go hang with the Craig young is, people there. is actively knitting you your uh legendarium discord sherpa t-shirt right now that's right absolutely um so yes you can join us there i don't know exactly what we're going to do with it yet but we're already having some good conversations there uh so i'm having fun with it i hope that you will come have some fun too now for today aquaman uh full spoilers uh in a little while i guess maybe we can talk about it for a few minutes without spoilers and just give some general thoughts uh, and then we'll get into full spoilers in a little while so you can listen for a bit we'll give you warning before we give away the unbelievably surprising and unpredictable ending uh in a few minutes that was a lie uh okay so general thoughts uh, Kyle, you look like you have things to say. Well, first I want to say thanks to Dan, uh, who 
hooked us up with some tickets to go see this a little bit early. Thank you, Dan. And Thank you, Dan. Dan. Dan was not. Thank you, Dan. You're you're handsome not and wonderful. Physically able to record. He has this, a like he, a cold. He was no, he was fine when we went in, but when he when we came out, he lost like seventy five pounds. He looked like <laughs> kind of green and emaciated, and like this movie did terrible things but, to him. But I do want to give him his his like brief. Uh, clickbaity title <laughs> for his great. review yeah, was ready. the world needs to see this movie DC's Sistine Chapel <laughs> so there's that for you uh, so there's Dan's contribution there I, you know I had a similar thought so there's a, a minor a minor plot point and by by minor I mean they kind of made it minor it should have been major but the, the uh, Atlanteans and all their denizens they want to make uh, war upon the surface and their excuse is they pollute okay fine but then they just they kind of just mention it in passing for about five seconds and then mm -hmm. the movie just goes on so it's like oh yeah that was their motivation okay let's go anyway i feel like all that that garbage they talk about garbage islands in the ocean and all that stuff and, it, and it's like dc just said you know what we've been polluting people's movie theaters for a long time let's just gather it all up put all of it into one movie and just dump it on their heads at one time and then we'll be done maybe everything will be great after this because now we've had their garbage dumped on top of us <laughs> maybe uh, okay okay I, okay Billy, what yeah, did you I'm think okay of Aquaman? Uh, my thoughts are wow i don't know what i just watched um but I don't know if it crossed into the territory of being so so bad that it is now actually good. It was it was tiptoeing that line though for sure. Yeah. Like we talked about like walking out of the theater. I was on the edge of my seat the entire movie. Sometimes for interesting things and sometimes for really interesting like what's the next decision about to be made here? Or uh, you're just looking for the exit? Just just well, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I I was um Vilya, you mentioned when we were kind of coming out of the theater, you were like, well, you know, there were some entertaining moments. And and I feel like a lot of the entertainment value for me was what crappy decision are they going to make next? I can't think of a single... Uh, okay, maybe a couple. I can think of a couple things where I was like, all right, fine, that was all right. Uh, but most of it was, you know, everything from the the, the script to the direction to the like the execution of moments you know the slow-mo hair flips and everything it was like i i suspect honestly that james wan turns in his movie to the editors and they're like oh no oh no we have a giant pile of dead herring what are we going to do with it and so it's like the editors just leaned into it and we're like Okay, we're gonna we're just gonna make this as awful and campy as possible, so that it it's like when you make fun of yourself to give yourself cover for being a loser. Mm -hmm. I never do that, by the way. I don't know what that's about, but uh, but I I feel like maybe that's what happened. I feel like it was very James Wan e. Uh, he does tend to be kind of more on that campy like. You throw in the cool rock song or rap song sure, for the, sure, sure. the walk out of the water scene or whatever. And he, li he likes that stuff. And so it camps it up a little bit. And I think this is maybe one thing I can see where it would be difficult for him. He's trying to pull 
the story of Aquaman and just basically anything DC out of the super serious what they were trying sure. to do yeah, for yeah. everything else. Mm -hmm. But he's also trying to uh, be the bridge between the water and the sea. Oh, no, be the Lord. bridge between <laughs> the serious, dark take that has kind of fallen flat on its stupid face up until now and then trying to bring that out into more of a campy, fun spectacle. And the the mix of the two is really jarring. Yeah. I am going to disagree with you. With, with 100%. With Craig, with me, with Craig. With Craig, yes. With Craig, I disagree. About the slow-mo hair flipping. <laughs> I think that is actually the by far the best thing that happened in the entire movie. I think the, like... Most over-the-top camp stuff that they did was the best mm -hmm. stuff that they did. That was what I enjoyed the most. So Jason Momoa, like, flipping his hair ridiculously and turning around and saying some one-liner, that, to me, that worked. Going super 1960s-era comic book with their villain costumes, like, I love that. If the, like, seahorses <laughs> with legs, and I was like, why do they need legs? They're under the water. I love that. Doesn't matter. Doesn't they're, matter. They're tauntauns. They're awesome. They're water tauntauns. Like, throw on a pterodactyl. Awesome. And those like, were like C. <laughs> those were like C. Clydesdales, by the way. They yeah. Were... Okay. So before before we get into like the plot and stuff, um, do we? Oh well. I, okay. Let me let me back up because now you mentioned pterodactyls, and yeah, we'll get there in just a second. Uh, <laughs> oh, we will get there. You can't unmention pterodactyls. I watch me. It's, this is my show, Philia. I do what I want. Um, what? <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, oh, okay. I do want to say nice things. Okay. Because I do have nice things to say. When you have a movie of this scale, uh, there is a ton of talent involved. And so you talked about like, I don't, I don't care about the design of the legs on the seahorse. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. So there were some visual designers who were doing some great work. Uh, obviously, the uh, CG artists were fantastic. The sea creatures were amazing. See, mm -hmm. The sea creatures were really something. I, I um, so before you jump okay, off go, of that, go, go. I this to me uh, reminded me when I saw Avatar for the first time in theaters, and I was blown away by the visual, like the set pieces, the settings, okay. just what you're seeing sure. on screen. Similar feeling. Storytelling so, so yeah, let me, yeah, okay, so great designers, great artists, um, even the actors, we have a bunch of great talent in the movie, uh, on down the line, it, you know, I, I do think, uh, what's the name of the main villain, um, the brother, the, the guy that Patrick plays, Wilson. Patrick Wilson, Patrick Wilson was probably a little miscast, uh, <laughs> as the, the like, there is nothing about him standing next to Jason Momoa that would make me go, oh, yeah, no, he's, he's got this. Patrick Wilson's got this. Even and I love Patrick brothers? Wilson, that's, but I do feel like you can miscast in that case. Um, but anyway, no, my point is they're all great. Uh, but, like, I'm going to get biblical here oh, and, no. and say, I'm going to say, like, a, a, what is it? Like, a bad tree cannot bring forth good fruit. An evil, an evil tree cannot bring forth good fruit. Like if a movie can have all this talent, but unless it has a good script and a good and good direction, it's not going to work. And James Wan, I've liked some of his stuff that he's done, but the decisions that were made in this, I thought were just uh, uneven, um, baffling in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. And so like 
all this talent involved in the movie just kind of goes to waste because it didn't start with anything approaching decent footing. Yeah. Right. That's probably fair. Yeah, that's fair. The script, I think we can all agree the script was garbage. Terrible. Like terrible, terrible, terrible garbage. And you could sometimes see the actors almost cringing before they had to say a line, which is how you know that it's a bad script. Like poor Amber Heard, who is not always the greatest actress on the planet, but she was sure trying to sell those lines. Oh, sure. Like, sure. he is now the king of the world. And you're just like, no. Oh, okay. This is not... No, okay. I this may be a bit of a spoiler, and so it, you know, if you if you are curious we're about the movie, into, we're and, probably into spoiler territory. Yeah, now. let's just get into spoiler yeah. territory. So if you if you care, go ahead and shut it off. But I will say quickly before you shut it off, this is the most predictable movie of all time. Uh, so don't worry. Like you have already seen this movie. You will many guess times. every single thing yeah. that happens in this movie. So now with that spoiler warning out of the way for the rest of the episode, I will say that her speech at the end, so she doesn't die. There's no like emotional moment where she dies, which might have helped. Um, <laughs> she gives this speech at the end. What does she even say? I can't remember. I just remember like covering my this eyes. This is your king. Oh my There's word. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Just the, the weird speeches that they gave to her were... Well, and I feel like she gave a variation on that. The, the reason I feel this is not a spoiler is because I feel like she gave a variation on that speech like at least three or four times right. throughout the movie yeah yeah to him to about him about him mm-hmm. to other people about him like over and over and you could just see her being like again okay <laughs> i'm gonna do this my trailer was so warm uh okay so let's let's start from the beginning then if we're into into spoiler territory let's talk about this movie in chronological order uh, what what happens in the beginning okay First of all, we have a, a terrible choice, and this is a theme we'll come back to, terrible choices, um, which is, by the way, the uh, the title of my forthcoming autobiography. Um, <laughs> a terrible choice in Jason Momoa doing a voiceover narration, narration yeah. at the yeah. very beginning, and he doesn't do it for the rest of the movie until the very end. And So they do that dumb bookend narration thing, and it's all because one man... Loved a woman. <laughs> when a man <laughs> loves a woman. Um, anyway, so I hated that decision. But in the beginning, um, you, you've got Django Fett uh, finds uh, Tom Cruise's <laughs> ex-wife on the beach. Yep. And they fall in love because she's hot and he's rugged. And um, they're, they're both awkwardly de-aged. Now, this is, this is another thing. The de-aging, maybe we can detour and talk about this. I, I was... I kept thinking about old Hollywood and not even that old, but like, you know, back in the seventies, eighties and nineties when they would age people with makeup and they would do it really badly. Uh, I feel like we're in the era of de-aging where like the effects aren't quite there. And so it's a little bit weird and creepy to watch. Yeah. You can't tell Um, if it's just bad Botox on Nicole Kidman mm -hmm. or if it's like, is it, what did they do to her face? The yeah. answer is yeah. yes. Yeah, we're. Both. I mean, we're totally past. We're totally beyond de- digital de aging. We're on digital resurrection already. We've had that <laughs> in Star Wars a few times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, we're we're beyond that. Well, right. I'm just saying, like, I I'm not commenting on the ethics of the situation. Mm-hmm. I'm just commenting on like, it's not well done enough yet. Well enough done. This yeah. is the same team that uh, CGI'd out. Henry Cavill's upper lip. Absolutely. Right? Okay. Extremely okay. well. 
So, okay, so they fall in love. They have a little baby named Arthur. And he's like, like King Arthur? And she's like, yeah, like King Arthur. What the f*** do you want? Like, it's like King Arthur. That's fine. Um, and then Arthur grows up and saves the world. Okay, so Arthur, childhood, now Arthur, adult. What happens after he grows up? Billy, where are we at in the movie? Uh, he... And what's our next bad decision? Oh, next bad decision is introducing villain number one who then becomes <gasps> yes. the villain that we forget about for most of the rest of the oh movie. Oh my <laughs> lord. So he, you introduce who becomes what, Manta. Black, Manta. 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 Black, Black Manta. Manta. Black Manta. Not Black Panther. Yeah, Black, Black Manta. Manta. Um, they are, he is a pirate attacking a submarine and you assume that because he's the first villain to show up that he's going to be the main villain and you forget about him for like Half of the movie. Literally. Literally half of the movie, he's not there. And then literally half the movie again. Yeah. He pops in a few <laughs> so, times. If anybody's curious, if you if you're just listening, you're like, I don't I don't give a crap about spoilers. I'm just gonna listen through. If if uh, you recall the trailer, there was that weird red-eyed bug creature oh, thing. Oh, you mean was... Alpha from Power Rangers? Correct. Alpha yeah. from Power Rangers. Yeah. Was like Zardan, <laughs> I will get Aquaman, and and he that that's that's Black Manta, and that's a dude who is just a regular human who gets Atlantean armor and knows exactly he how he can to, turn like, water into plasma rays. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Which so so first off, when we first meet him, there's this really forced, uh, there's forced drama with his dad being right there with him yep. on the ship. That they're both pirates and they're passing down their pirate. You are the heir to the pirate's legacy. By the way, I never told you your grandpa was a pirate until I needed to give this exposition right now. Right in the middle of us (laughs) hijacking this submarine with no, apparently no immediate threat or or anything that you need to do to finish the job. You just stop in the middle of the submarine and have this like five minute conversation about family history and knives. And, (laughs) And... Anyways, long story short. Really? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Aquaman shows up, beats the crap out of Manta, kills the dad, or leaves the dad to die. Right, the dad. Okay, and... so the dad shoots Aquaman in the chest with a grenade and then uh, blows a hole in the side of the ship, which traps him under a torpedo. So it's all the dad's fault. They're, they've killed a bunch of innocent Russians and uh, on this submarine, and now the dad, through a series of stupid decisions... Uh, is now laying trapped under a, a, a torpedo with water rushing in, and Aquaman is like, "Peace." No, no, he does not say that. He says, "Ask the sea for mercy." Ask yeah. the sea for Ask mercy. Ask the sea for mercy. And then he and he walks out because, and I'm like, "Yes, I uh, Aquaman, you are the real hero of this movie for now." Um, and like at no point am I like, oh, he's making a bad decision. Mm-hmm. Maybe Although... <laughs> I, I, I mean, you okay? You can argue for mercy, and that's fine. But if if you think I'm going to, then you don't know me at all. Also, what I found most troubling about that scene is that the dad is trapped under this torpedo, water is rushing in, and he's like, "Go, son!" And the son's like, "No!" And he's like, "You have to go so you can kill that dude." I'm like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> That's a messed that's up family. The reason, that's the reason he has to go. So he can kill. Avenge Aquaman. me. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And then Not, he, and like, then he decides. Yourself. Then he decides to pull out a grenade. In in ways of threatening him son his son to leave because his son's like no I'm gonna try to save you dad pulls out a grenade pulls the pin and the son's like oh guess dang I, you dang you go. dad I should leave no except he and, says no before the dad yes, pulls out the pin exactly when he and can then, reach the grenade when he's lying underneath a torpedo like thing oh, anyways physics yeah plasma rays oh we'll get to physics Billia. <laughs> We'll get to actually no. We're gonna get to physics right now, because um, this whole scene is introduced by uh, let's say so the pirates have boarded the thing and then Aquaman comes and he lifts the submarine up to the surface and like this is a gross violation of physics because the submarine has been pressurized to you know to be at X depth and he just he, as quick as he can lifts it up to the surface where. Everything should explode. At least everybody in the ship should explode. They don't like. They don't take into account ballast. They don't take into account pressure. And those are the little things where somebody will say like, "Oh, you're you're reading way too much into this." Like the bombers in the Last Jedi. Yeah, don't think about it so much. And I get that. I do. But at the same time, it's like it's those little things that that lend that that make the suspension of disbelief a little easier. And like, okay, maybe most people aren't going to be thinking about ballast and pressure when they're watching this, but I was, and it took me right out of the movie, and I was, I was not. Stoked. You were still in it at that point. <laughs> sure. Okay. I mean, it was the first five minutes. So well, yeah. that's true. <laughs> uh, here is my nitpick about physics. Okay. I think I complained about this for Justice League as well. Jason Momoa's pants. He's wearing <laughs> jeans. How do they contain such a... No, no never mind. <laughs> no. Uh, he's wearing jeans in the sea. Like, he is a man of the sea, and anyone who's ever gotten jeans wet knows that they just drag all the time. They're like the worst water... Not when, not when they're that tight, Vilya. They're the, they get so waterlogged. And I'm like, <laughs> of all the clothing you could be wearing, Jason Momoa, everybody else is at least in like... Like wetsuit type wetsuit thing. clothing. And he's like, you know what I'm going to wear? denim jeans you know <laughs> you know what i've always run around noticed, the sea. <laughs> what i've what i've really liked about um the best uh wetsuits now it's the word isn't aerodynamic right it would be like um hydrodynamic sure um, it, i loved how hydrodynamic uh amber heard's wetsuit was because they made the very smart decision to cut it down to about her navel uh so that she could more effectively swim through the water with her breasts at least halfway out um i thought it was I thought it was a smart choice. It was the only smart choice in the movie. Except for maybe the hair flips, right, Vilia? I mean, I will defend the hair tip. Like this this movie, it, it this should have the tagline like starring Jason Momoa's hair and half of Amber Heard's breasts. Like Okay. That's uh, anyway. I did not like her costuming choice. I felt like it was a little offensive. Uh yeah. And but at least they also <laughs> This made me feel a little bit better about the Wonder Woman uh, <gasps> breastplate choices. Yes. Because <laughs> at one point, Jason Momoa puts on armor. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I should call him Aquaman. That's his character. But it's basically just Jason Momoa being Jason Momoa. Yeah, sure. Uh, he puts on armor and leaves all of his midriff exposed mm-hmm. before going into combat. Yep. I'm like, lots of important Have you seen his there. abs? They are their own armor. Billions. Which let's talk about this for a minute. Okay, his abs. No, this is like, <laughs> not his no, abs. This is this is my favorite thing. Like anybody who's still with us, like first of all, are you kidding me? You're still listening to this. 
Second of all, that this is going to be the rest of the episode uh, is us saying, "Oh, that reminds me." Okay, so just so, yeah. strap in. So first of all, we got very little explanation until about halfway through the movie about why Jason Momoa's bare skin is bulletproof, grenade proof, steel piercing proof, whatever, and so, sort of plasma ray. Yeah, proof. pretty much. Yeah. pretty much everything proof. Which okay, fine. I'm gonna chalk it up to. I don't understand him. He's a superhero. Okay, whatever. Cool. But from my understanding, you know, it's not he's not Superman. But in the first half of the movie, he's Superman. Sure. And then you get the explanation a little bit later on about how Atlantean, Atlantean steel. steel and like anyways, that he's he's evolved to be able to have some of these attributes. But then we get later on in the movie and you've got Manta shows back up and he's like, Well, now I'm equipped with Atlantean still and he starts like stabbing Jason Momoa and all these kinds of things and then he and pulls, then he pulls out, out old out knife his grandpa's, <laughs> his grandpa's knife, knife yes. and stabs him in the chest and somehow it goes through and I'm thinking to myself did we not just have a whole bunch of exposition telling us why he can't do that but now it's okay so anyways because that's we needed that's- Amber Heard to save him I guess. I, but yeah. he'd already been stabbed with the big giant Atlantean steel sword. It's not like he needed to Mul- pull out yeah, the multiple knife. So maybe times. once there's already a hole in there, then you can mm. stab him with the grandpa's knife. Maybe. Uh, like, as voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> there's a hole in my armor. Oh, boy. Uh, okay, we need, to, we need to keep moving through this story. Uh, let's talk. Did we? <laughs> uh, well, okay. Nobody could see the air quotes around story. Um Let's talk then about Atlantis and the denizens of Atlantis. Now we've got um, uh, Patrick Wilson. Wilson, thank you. Um, and <laughs> my my brain is fried to mush. Who's his vizier? Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, thank yeah. you. Yeah, Willem Dafoe in a role that he should never have agreed to take ever. Although, if anyone ever saw Great Wall. This is a step up from the misery I did not we did, he experienced yeah. in that. Okay. So um, he's like moving back up in the world to be an Aquaman. <laughs> I kind of feel like for a lot of these people, it's like, um, you, you're going to pay me how much? This will fund how many of my uh, Sundance passion yeah. projects? <laughs> slash oh, cocaine. Um, you know, like it, it's like for somebody like Willem Dafoe, it's, oh, yeah, this is going to free me up for, you know, four or five years to just work on Lars von Trier movies as much as I want. Um, anyway, so so they're in it. Um, they're trying to force together the seven kingdoms of the seas. The, like the seven seas is like a real thing now. And each of them has their own kingdom. And, and uh, Patrick Wilson, whatever his name is, doesn't matter. He's trying to bring them all together kind of by force. And uh, Willem Dafoe is his vizier and he's advising him. But on the side, he's been training Aquaman to come take his rightful place as king. And it doesn't make a ton of sense, but fine, we'll go with it. Um, and they, the, the Atlanteans, uh, years before, 20 years before, so when Aquaman was a little boy, uh, they sacrificed his mother to the trench people, trench into the trench. She got the, the, the Grindelows. The Grindelows. Yes, thank you. That's what that reminded me of. Yeah. To the Grindelows. They actually, they actually reminded me more of Murlocs from World of Warcraft, but 
anybody that plays WoW will understand that reference. Okay, sure. But I thought Grindelow was a little bit more widespread. Sure. Grindelow is from Goblet of Fire. Um, anyway, and so let's see. Who am I missing? Anybody else? Nope. Nobody else matters. Oh, except uh, Ivan Drago shows up with red hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. He does. Yeah. So he's there hanging out. Uh, anyway, these people don't matter. Only Patrick Wilson matters. Um, Willem Dafoe doesn't even really matter that much in this movie except as a way to explain why Jason Momoa knows how to shoot himself like a torpedo through the water while wearing jeans while wearing jeans <laughs> uh, okay so he he has almost succeeded in bringing together all these kingdoms uh, and so Aquaman led by Mera which name I hate I just hate like like, what are we going to name her? Well, she's from the ocean, right? Yeah. Ocean. Mare. Like, like French word for ocean. We'll just call her Mara. Be more creative. Uh, anyway, so Mara <laughs> leads him on this quest to reclaim the lost trident of King something or other. It doesn't matter. And he goes and he has to do battle with a giant sea creature. And, she, and, and she's like, I'm going to murder you. And he says, don't. And she <laughs> says, what? And he says, don't. She goes, oh, you understand me? And he says, yeah. She goes, oh, okay. So he's secretly a parcel tongue. Exactly. Is basically what it was. Why was she giving that long speech for like five minutes if she thought no one could hear her? Mm -hmm. Loneliness? I don't know. Yeah, she's gone crazy for Boredom? millennia of guarding this stupid trident. So he reclaims the trident and in in the process, like as part of the bargain, gets control of this giant, all-powerful sea creature, which pretty good deal as far as I'm concerned, uh, and then takes this all-powerful giant sea creature and disrupts the uh, underwater version of the battle from Attack of the Clones, uh, where the <laughs> blue guys and the red guys are fighting together, and, uh, and he just murders all of them with his giant sea creature and says, I'm the king now. But which also seems super rude, by the way. Yeah. Like he, he should have given them a chance to just he like murdered everybody. And so he and well, people. and he basically was like, "Creatures of the sea, turn on your masters." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, no, that's right. So he knows how to talk. To, <laughs> oh my god! So he knows how to talk to sea creatures and like sharks and stuff, and he can tell them what to do basically. And so he comes in on his giant sea creature, and they're all riding sharks, and, and we just call it a kaiju. Kaiju. He's yes. riding his kaiju, and they're all riding on their sharks and their footed uh, sea horses. And he says, and and he sends out his little pulses, and then they all just start eating their riders, which was awesome. Sure, I mean, in a way, but I mean, it was awesome. I I love the creatures of the sea most of most things in this movie. Uh, but yes, I was like, you are the new king, and you're just like killing all these random people. Yeah. Like foot soldiers. They did not have a choice to be in this battle. And now they are getting eaten by their shark pets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do want to talk about the creatures for a minute. Are not we, necessarily uh, the turning of do the creatures. We, well, this is, I, I, feel like, I, I feel like in our chronology, we've kind of arrived at the okay. end. He disrupts the it. battle. Go for it. I'll he, put a pin in this. He murders everybody with his kaiju and then... <laughs> makes all their right all their rides murder them also and then at the end of it he's like check out this trident i'm the king and everybody's like oh yeah okay why sure. didn't he do that before he murdered them all i don't know 
I don't know. Which, but like in between all of this going on, uh, what's her name? Amber Heard. Yeah, Ariel. Sure, Ariel. Yes. She goes to her dad yeah. and she's like, "Dad, look, he's got the trident. He's the king." And her dad's like, "Oh yeah, he does. He's the king." And but nobody else does that. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. So like, so nobody hears him. He's like, he's like, tell tell everybody he's your king now. But then that's and not. They, but they can see his trident. Like they see this <laughs> giant sea creature that he's controlling. It's very because this... the premise of Amber Heard being like, "Don't worry, we go on this quest. You get this trident. Everyone will automatically know you're the king. It'll be great." And instead, he shows up. He's like, "I've got this trident." Half the people are and like, "This is cool. what I'm talking about." And he's like, because... "All the rest of you are dead." And I'm like, "Were they going to attack him? I don't know. <laughs> They're dead now." This is exactly what I'm talking about. The kaiju great the battle pretty great you know it is a little nonsensical at times but but visually exciting and lasers and, and sharks and sharks with freaking laser beams on their heads um and but it's all built upon this edifice of garbage the script is garbage i would love I, honestly like i i i would love to have a service where i could pay five dollars to download a script from any given movie because I would love to see what was actually written and what came out of the editing room. I can guarantee you that this is how the pitch meeting get James Wan this is how he got this movie greenlit it was a musical number and he started with look at this stuff isn't it neat <laughs> wouldn't it make DC's collection complete because <laughs> that's what this is it's just a giant spectacle of things congratulations you just oh. gave us an intro to the show all right yeah maybe i don't know we'll uh, see whatever. i'll listen to it again later see if it was actually any good um i was a little pitchy <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so that's basically the end of the movie i'm the king now it literally ends on a freeze frame of him having like jumped out of the sea um it, it's it's like um oh what what are the movies about the kids and the breakfast like, club breakfast yeah. club yes thank you uh Puts his fist up in the air, but now it's holding a sweet golden trident and uh, and freeze frame end of movie, which I loved. I loved that, by the way. You did, yes. Is that because his breasts were visible? Well, I, but to, I think to your earlier point, it was the campiness and the over the top stuff that actually landed that made it really enjoyable. And it was when they would dial back from that a little bit to try to be serious or try to deliver over serious dialogue that was just awful. Or jokes. Or jokes, like the yeah. Scripted, so Wait, this had jokes? Yeah, I I, know. I heard other people laughing occasionally, but I felt like they had to be pity laughs because they would be going through the script and then a character would pause and you knew a joke was coming and half the time you knew what the joke was going to be. So they would <laughs> deliver it and you would hear a few people chuckling throughout the theater. But that didn't land nearly as much as like the camp, the fun. Mm -hmm. like, like a joke that everybody knows is coming is not fun mm -hmm. and that's where i would say wonder woman actually did quite a bit better because they had jokes that were, were sometimes unexpected. surprising sure yeah. i think the one time i i actually laughed and i didn't expect this at all and maybe i just was not paying attention I when, a couple times well yeah. when the big when the big biker dudes in the bar oh. come and like yeah. tap him on the shoulder and are playing all you are know, you that fish boy yeah we're gonna beat you up kind of thing and you you expect like some fight to break out and they're just he just pulls out like this pink bedazzled cell phone and wants a selfie and it was funny yeah that was a yeah. little bit funny so. i agree uh okay um other moments now we're we're like 35 minutes into this and honestly like if we only go 45 that's fine we don't have to do a full hour 
if it, if we could, I would be a little bit shocked. But I do want to just mention a few other moments, maybe. Uh, Kyle wanted to talk about creatures. Oh, Kyle, you want to talk about creatures? I'll hold mine. Creatures were all over the map. So literally, like literally. But also, one dude was riding a mosasaurus the whole time. There were a bunch of great white sharks everywhere, which apparently there are thousands and thousands and thousands of great white sharks just at dis- at everybody's disposal. Right. They've been chilling They're in Atlantis. Just been hanging. And they uh, and they are able to exist at any depth mm-hmm. in the ocean. Yep. Yep, which is really uh, convenient. I just I was we had pterodactyls. We had we at one point they literally went to the site pl- B. No, it was the planet core. From come on, episode 1. You must go through the planet core. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, and like it labels it planet core and it's site B. It's Isla Nublar from yeah. the lost world. Yeah. You get, Straight you up. get to the Island and there's dinosaurs, like little compies running around on the beach. <laughs> and this is when Nicole Kidman's character shows back up and she's got like this full on body armor made out of dinosaur bones and fish fins. And, uh, there was just, and again, we talked about like these giant seahorses with legs for some reason. That like the the marine biology that was going on in this movie was really this was, distracting. This was more offensive to sea life than Star Wars is to space physics. Yeah. I love the creatures. They were no, they were no, super no, cool. I love the, the were, whole time. Sure, I was sure, like, sure. Which one would I choose if and, I was going into and sea battle? I love the spaceships in Star Wars. And I yeah. do want to know if you were going into sea battle, what you would choose. But you can't pick the giant monster that kills everything because oh. <laughs> that's cheating. I um, mean, seahorse with legs for me. The seahorse with legs this. was pretty cool. Uh, I the the giant mosasaurus that uh, uh, what's the dude's name? Yeah, the king, 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 king Kroll, King, king, king Patrick Wilson, Patrick, Patrick Wilson, Wilson that he was dri- riding around on. That was pretty cool. That's uh, that's cool. I would take Mara's orca because it was that showed up out of nowhere and it was like, was, oh, Shamu. Yes. <laughs> Which <laughs> wait, was that her orca? Yeah. Well, she was riding well, on she, it. Yeah. I, I don't know that. if she commandeered it. I like. I don't know. Did they not? Speaking of uh, doing violence to the entire concept of marine biology, this orca is like thousands and thousands of feet under the surface. For who knows how At the long? Ocean floor. Like, yeah. You guys, those aren't fish. That's a mammal. Yeah. Well, and like the other thing I think that I, I really want to talk about with the creatures is actually the people, the Atlanteans of different, the different species oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of uh, Atlanteans. Yeah, yeah. They're like different forms of mutated so, so fish are people. They, that, so okay, are they okay. all people of Atlantis or like Atlantis here's how, one kingdom? Here's how it works. Was, wasn't if anybody's enough. ever read the Shannara series, nope. it's, it's, uh, it, it, it looks and smells like an old medieval tale but it's actually post-apocalyptic nukes have taken out the entire world because it was written in the 70s and cold war stuff so nukes have taken out the entire world and the people in shannara they like like some of them went and hid in the forest and some went into caves and some were and the the trolls were the people who were out and got the most of the radiation and all this stuff so you have like these different species that evolved mm-hmm. over hundreds and thousands of years after all this uh sure nuclear fallout that's what it was. So like, the, well, see, so I got Atlantis that. sinks, and then everybody's dispersed, and then some of them like go feral and well, native I get that. And... But then, but that also brings up the idea. We were talking about physics earlier, but uh, biology. 
and the idea of evolution and the the big creepy kaiju monster when she's doing her sure. whole monologue and she's like I've guarded this for 1000 years <laughs> and I'm like wait so this is only taking place over a thousand years that dude just like mutated into a freaking grindelo I how did that happen? Because, because he was close to the core. Apparently. The because, core. because and that's the other thing is like the the Atlanteans that are like the normal looking people. Yep. They don't what? need legs. Why haven't their legs changed? Used. Yeah. I don't know. Good question. I'm, oh, just, I'm I, so like, confused. If this if this mic wasn't as expensive as it is, I would be banging my head against <laughs> it in frustration as we're talking about this. Um uh, what what was I going to talk about? Oh, Okay, tonal shifts. Mm. So you've already talked a little bit about how uh, they, it, it wasn't, it was trying to be kind of goofy, yeah. but then also it was trying to have a little bit of weight. And I, I don't think they tried to give it much weight, no. but, but the tonal shifts were pretty awful. And the one that was the worst, I, I can't remember which one of you I leaned over to because I was sitting between the two of you. But at, at one point they... So he's in a battle to the death with uh, King Blondie, and uh, it's interrupted. He, he, Arthur, is saved by Mera, and they take off in their little ship, and um, and it's it's wrecked, and they ride in the mouth of a whale to Greece, <laughs> where they then just chill out and have like a cute montage of her learning about land life. Uh, She's like watching people eat like gyros or whatever they eat in the middle of Greece. Uh, she's Italy. eating flowers. Oh, was it Italy? It sorry, was Sicily, it was... yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Oh. My bad. It doesn't matter. No. Uh, but she's watching people eat. And so she like eats her flowers that she thought were so pretty. And it like, and it's she's got Ariel. This... Oh my gosh. And it's, it's got this <laughs> awful pop music over the top of it. Um, That's, that's another thing. Like whoever uh, whoever was the composer for the the score was fine. I don't really have a ton of complaints there, but whoever is the music supervisor on this show ought to be ought to be ejected from the state of California nope, forever. Nope. Veto that because they included <laughs> my favorite band, Greta Von Fleet. They showed up in the bar scene for a very small portion of time. Highway tune, all faults forgiven for this entire movie because Greta Von Fleet is in there. Rock on. Uh, anyway, sorry. Back to tonal shifts. <laughs> so it was just like, it, it was, it was absolutely jarring to go from like, you're gonna, you're gonna die. Okay, now we're gonna go on a quest to save the world, and everything is so serious. To like, oh, look at this stuff. <laughs> it's, isn't isn't it, neat? it neat? To be fair, they thought everyone assumed they were dead, so they were like, maybe there isn't a clock ticking. I mean, sure, the Earth is gonna be destroyed. Whatever. Whatever. We need to fall in love, though. So, but, but do also, they though? Do they? I yeah. They're, I mean, to add to that concern or complaint, I guess you're in the middle of a sea battle, and now is the time to share your first kiss. Like, sea battle is naturally. ongoing. Like, let's start making out in the middle of the ocean. This is something I hate in action movies. I'm like, sure. you have lives to save. You have stuff to do. This can wait. <laughs> she is not one of them. It cannot wait, Vilya. <laughs> Love is a one. battlefield. Okay. <laughs> so, um, 
I no, I agree wholeheartedly. There, so there were all these speeches that she was giving him. Uh, like the one that was in the trailer was the most egregious, and uh, and I hated it in the trailer. And it was even worse here. She says, um, she says, you think that you don't uh, that you're not worthy to be king because you come from both worlds, but that's exactly what makes you worthy. And and I'm just I'm sitting there going, wait. What? And when it was on the trailer, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And then in the movie, she has that line, but she also says, like, you know, things along the lines of, like, look what you've done. Look, you know, you've you've made a believer out of me. And I'm like, how? He's just gotten he, his ass kicked for a he, whole hour and a half. That's he it. He <laughs> unsuccessfully punched stuff for a half hour. And you're like, you know what? You ought to be king. <laughs> what? And, and there was another moment along those lines. I think it was just kind of at the end where uh, everybody's cheering him on. He's lifting up his trident. And they're like, oh, the true king. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This guy has. He is he not has, qualified. He has fewer qualifications than Donald Trump does for the presidency. Like this guy has no business being anywhere near King Trident and stuff. And the best thing is that he keeps telling these people these exact things. I don't have, that's not me. And I don't like, want to do that. And like, do I, it. Oh, okay. He's like, I would like to pee on this He's old like, relic. We should have just like, peed what? on it. Oh. Oh. Like, oh gosh. Okay. So, okay. We've been complaining about this movie now for 40 minutes or I mean, so. I, I, do we want to end on any positives? Um, is there anything, this doesn't have to be final thoughts yet, but uh, any positives where you came out saying, oh, you know what? That was a great moment. Uh, or I'm I'm glad that I was here to see this. I mean, I think I've talked about most of mine. Mm-hmm. I actually do enjoy quest movies a lot. Sure, like I love a good old fashioned quest. I and this felt like almost like a video game at times. Like the way that it was, they would be like, "You must travel to this place," mm-hmm. which I didn't hate because mm-hmm. I liked the variety that it gave. To be able to display all these different types of sea creatures, sure. all the like, was it the most interesting, unpredictable quest ever? No, but I like them traveling through the desert. I was like, this I reminds wanted, me of movies I love. I sure. wanted way more of that. Yeah. In fact, I wanted that to be the overarching uh, drive of the movie because, like, the first half of the movie, there's all it's, this movie wanted to be several movies, but when it wanted to be National Treasure is when it was some of the most entertaining, where it's sure. like, yeah. here's the clue, go find the clue, go open this thing, go down in, into the ancient city and find this other thing. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I would have loved to have seen more of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and less of random villain number two. It's, yeah. It, it also occasioned one of the one of the weirdest moments of the movie when he's trying to solve a riddle and the riddle is like, in the hands of the true king, you will see your... Da, da, da. And they're in the middle of this, like a bunch of statues in Sicily. Sicily. And uh, and he says, well, none of these were kings. This is, this is, this this guy, this is this, you know, ancient figure. And only that guy was a real king. That's Romulus, the first king of Rome. And she's like, how do you know all this? You're a dumbass. (laughs) And he's like, oh, well, my dad made sure to teach me history. Nothing else, because I'm a dumbass. But he made sure to teach, like, 
they just throw these little lines in. They're like, wait, why does he know this? My fa- oh, Nicholas his, his Cage dad. would be so proud, though. And my yeah, favorite part of that is how literal everything was from those clues. <laughs> it's like in the like, hand of Ramis, he literally goes and puts the bottle <laughs> in his hand, and he's like, look through the bottle or look in the bottle, and like they they pulled out this whole message and map out of the bottle, like. But then he actually puts the bottle up to his eyeball, and it uncovers like the ne- the it's like the Benjamin Franklin glasses from Na- right, National Treasure. Right, except not clever. But yeah, it's just like l- very literal. As much as you can take this clue literally, <laughs> do it and you will find the answer. Have you seen how dumb Aquaman is? It's he, fantastic. He would not have solved anything <laughs> harder than that. Uh, okay, Kyle, was there anything positive you want to take away from yeah, this? Yeah, like I said, I, I really liked... Greta uh, Von Fleet. Greta Von Fleet. Um, we talked about the set design and things like that. I, I mean, it there, at times... There was so much to look at that you couldn't look at at all, and it was really cool to just see the way that they designed. There was there was like old Atlantis, and there was new Atlantis, which is like built on top of the city, um, and just the spectacle of underwater stuff yep. was worth the price of admission alone, I think. But the thing that I thought was interesting was... You had set designs that were so beautiful and awesome, and then you had some costume designs that looked straight up out of 1990s, like Power Rangers, where it was like big plastic armor that looks oh, cartoony. Bill, you like that? But I don't know. I I liked it. I liked it. Here's my caveat. I liked the ones where the, when they like added on the helmets mm-hmm. because I was like, that is a clear, you know, like mm-hmm. the coloring of Aquaman's suit at the end, like mm-hmm. that is a very clear nod to comic books of sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. you know and i that's what i like mm-hmm. so yeah. one of my favorite bits uh, it's sorry this isn't an actual positive this is me being sarcastic one of my favorite bits <laughs> was um you know spider-man's costume something that's always bothered me and you just it's one of those things you just let it go but the changing eyes mm-hmm. like oh spider-man needs to look kind of angry so we're gonna like his eyes his eye holes are now slanted or whatever um it, it's it's weird and it doesn't make any sense, but sure, whatever. But the same thing happens with uh, the the bad guy king's Patrick Wilson's helmet, but it's but it's made out of steel and it changes with his mood. Um, it just like shifts shape. <laughs> what are you guys Physics. doing? Why? Physics. Why? Why are you doing this to me? It's Atlantean steel. Oh my gosh. So I don't have any positives to share. You have so. zero positives. Jason Momoa's hair. No, I think we. I've already mentioned a few things that I enjoyed, um, or, or at least that I wasn't so troubled by. Uh, but final thought, I guess final thought is, should people go see this movie? Now, I, what I don't mean is, should people watch this movie? What I mean is, should people go spend $12 per ticket and support DC in their uh, in their creation of this movie. Should they go see it, uh, Kyle? You first. Yes. Uh, not I, not because they should support DC, <laughs> but because if you have any interest in DC characters at all, if you have any interest in seeing this movie, you need to go see it in the theater because it absolutely will not hold up when it gets home. Okay. The the right. the. the the major benefits for this movie are the things that you want to experience in the movie theater, which is the giant see it, spectacle. See it and hear it. See it and hear it. Giant spectacle. Uh, the the things that we've talked about that are so blatantly terrible about it are only going to be 
more obvious and egregious as you bring that home. Okay. Vilia? I mostly agree with Kyle. I would say also do not watch it by yourself. So maybe give DC more money by (laughs) dragging people along with you. Or like if you are going to watch it at home, if you have a good TV or whatever, and you decide to save it for Redbox, which is probably more how much money watching this movie is worth, watch it with a lot of people. Because this is not something you can watch by yourself. You will not enjoy it by yourself. No, it's I was uh, I was this close to just checking my watch the entire movie. I forgot to check what the running time is. I still don't know, but it felt like it was about uh, seven four, million years, four forty-five maybe. Yeah, it was l- longer than I thought it was going to be. Oh yeah, um, but to your point, Vilia, I I am not somebody who is chatty in the movies. I tend to enjoy just you know really getting into them and and watching it for two hours that's one of the reasons i like going to the theater because when i'm at home i have all sorts of distractions so i like to go to the theater and but on this one both of you were getting an earful through the entire movie and i apologize kind of for that but it deserved every last snide comment i threw your way um as far as i go i like if you must if you must I guess, well, if you're listening to this, I don't know, either you don't care about spoilers or you've already seen it. If you've already seen it, don't encourage people to go see this movie. Um, I would say it is not worth encouraging the studios to pump this stuff out. Um, I do not think, it. yes, there. It was. it rode that line where it was so bad that it was entertaining. Um, and, and so I'm kind of with you, Vili, on that one. But uh, but ultimately, like this is the kind of crap that they've been churning out more and more and more for the last 10, 20 years. And so that's what I'm talking about. Like they're just taking their ocean full of garbage and DC's like, oh, dump it all on their heads. They don't care. They'll pay us for the experience. Yeah. Like I don't want to pay for this experience anymore. I, Thanks, yeah. Dan, for letting us go for free. <laughs> I would say if you look on Rotten Tomatoes and see a 70%, that is an outright lie. Like, don't go into the movie do, theater expecting you, a 70 percent. Do you movie. buy into the the Rotten Tomatoes conspiracy theories? What I, to, I today? Don't know what they Maybe are. now you do. I don't know what they are. I don't know. I don't know the whole story, but they, there's all sorts of conspiracy theories out there about uh, Rotten Tomatoes being bought off by the studios to up the scores and like, especially and, uh, like right before it comes out. Yeah, yeah. So they'll only send out screeners or uh, you know allow allow uh, critics into screenings if they've given DC movies a positive review before. And like, so I don't know about any of that stuff, but I've heard a few of the things where they'll try to juice that Rotten Tomatoes score um, right before it comes out. This is like double the score it deserves. At least. It's at, what did you say? 70? 70%. 70%. Yeah, this was boggling. a 40 at best. <laughs> Those reviewers who say it's the equivalent of Thor Ragnarok did they say that? It, yes. There was a comment that said, like, this is the close, maybe closest is the word that they use, closest to Thor of the DC movies. And, like, yeah, maybe it's the closest. Yeah, because, but it of, is the, no, because of the fake rainbow yeah, bridge. Hot, muscly dude no, with long hair. This is not Thor. <laughs> this is not even, like, I would say Wonder Woman was definitely better than Way this. better. Oh, you know, way better. Like, by far. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can All I, right. can I, bring last, up final, one more final, thing? final thought. Uh, so. Aquaman's supposed to be of the sea and of the land. We got one like CNN 
montage of humans' reaction to what's happening to all like when the garbage sure. lands on the bay and you've got all the specifically just all the warships, warships and garbage. After that, <laughs> I hate Hollywood. Go on. After that, we get zero look in to how all of the goings on are affecting the land dwellers. So there is zero, like not even a check in with with Aquaman's dad watching the news. Right. Hey, remember those warships that washed up three weeks ago? Remember those thousands of what people happened? on the coastlines all around the Atlantic that yeah. were just murdered by the yeah. sea people? Remember those poor people in Sicily whose houses got knocked over yeah. for 15 we, minutes? We completely <laughs> forget about them. And we don't even come back to them at the end. Like, it's not even like we come yeah. back and there's like this sort of like, oh, you know, Aquaman got his trident. He's united the the seven kingdoms of the sea. And now there's some some kind of like cleanup method or like the the worlds are coming together. There is no indication that we even acknowledge that there are land anything anymore. That's because it was a water slide from the land it to was. the sea, not it a was. bridge. <laughs> so, it was. Uh, I guess I'm just looking forward to, maybe it'll be like a Patreon exclusive or maybe it'll be something that we do on Discord or something, but I'm really looking forward to the moment when Ryan tries to defend this movie <laughs> uh, because he will, because uh, Ryan loves everything that is, you know, moving pictures on screen, uh, explosions and stuff. So, Ryan, when you hear this, this is me throwing down the gauntlet that you, I want you to try to be an apologist for this movie, and I think it'll be hilarious. I need this to happen. For the rest of you, thank you for listening. Um, I'm sorry for the rambling incoherence that was this episode, but honestly, we literally went from the movie theater to put our butts in these seats and talk about it. And so, you know, maybe we'll have some more coherent thoughts later, but we won't make a whole episode out of it because frankly, the movie doesn't deserve it. Listen, um, the movie was rambling and incoherent. That's We're just true. matching it. That's true. Um, if you are going to go see a movie, go see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Do it. Spend your money on that. Give the studios your money for that sort of experience. That was a fantastic movie. Maybe we'll talk about that more in detail later. For now, uh, thelegendarium.reddit.com is where you should go and join the conversation and support the show at patreon.com slash legendarium. No the on that one. Visit us on Facebook, like us and follow us on Twitter and Instagram and uh, YouTube and Twitch and Discord. And oh my goodness, we're in a lot of places. This is becoming way too much for me to handle. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next week. I tried to go into it without a without expectations, but I wasn't even like as things were unfolding and they were terrible. I wasn't hate watching it. I was just so like astounded by what was actually happening that I couldn't. I was in utter disbelief 
And I just was wondering, like I was more watching out of curiosity of like, what choices are they going to make next? Because this is unbelievable. 